This is 375 of The Real Man Colon, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at Halloween Ends. Is this going to be the best one in the new trilogy? Is it going to be a nice wrap-up to the entire franchise? Who knows? You'll just have to tune in and find out. This episode starts right now. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Real Me and Cole in the Movie Podcast. I am your host, Chase Lee, and thank you for joining me on this day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are awesome, and speaking of you guys, if you could just spread this episode around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. Hey, listen, it, it, maybe there's someone in your life that um, loves slasher films, loves horror films, or just loves films in general. Uh, and they were looking for a movie podcast to listen to, go ahead and send this episode their way. They might just enjoy this rambling that comes from yours truly. And they just they, they might enjoy the community that I, I love just being in, which is talking about movies and talking about the things that we love. Uh, or just send this to someone who isn't a movie fan because we got to convince those people. Those people are psychopaths. But um, yeah, you know, I hope uh, everyone just uh, is doing great out there and uh, enjoy your support. I love your support week to week, month to month. Um, you guys are awesome. Nothing more to say. Um, this is episode 375. Like I said at the top, uh, I will be going over Halloween ends. That is the main topic of conversation. And, uh, I'll briefly kind of go over my, uh, my thoughts on the, the franchise before I dive into that. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I just got back from watching it. I kind of have to record it now because the embargo drops tomorrow and I'm also leaving out of town on Friday, so I'm trying to get this out to you guys. Um, you know, there's not it's not like a this deeply profound movie, so there's not a lot to talk about. So, you know, I was able to kind of get it out of the way. But um yeah, so that's where I just came from, by the way. But uh yeah, before I get into all of that, I gotta ask, as usual. You guys doing okay? You guys doing uh, good out there? Um hope everyone's doing well. It is the middle of October. Um, it's starting to lighten up a bit out there in terms of temp. So that's cool. But, um, yeah, I hope everyone's doing really well out there for me personally. Uh, you know, work is busy. I'm just kind of learning how to balance all of that. Uh, plus doing this and I really feel guilty when I get tired because <laughs> I'm like, well, I just, I need to keep going and keep watching films or catching up on stuff. And, Sometimes I just collapse and it's just, it's, uh, yeah, it's just something I got to get used to. So, um, yeah, but I, I enjoy doing this for you all. It's something I look forward to every single week or at least every other week. If I have a, an off week, um, this is probably one of my favorite parts of the week. So I will continue to do it. Even if I am just, you know, not mentally there, I will truly like, you guys will know if like, I'm just too tired or like I'm catching up on other stuff. Cause I just won't have an episode, but I try my best, and um, yeah, this week has been a little little crazy so far, but I'm glad to get this done for you all. Uh, in terms of like what I've been catching up on, uh, watch the recent episode of The Patient, caught up on Reboot. Um, both of those shows are great, and both of them are on Hulu. Um, watch this film called Rosalind. Uh, I got a menu review of that on the channel if you want to check it out. Um, and... I believe that's it. I didn't really watch any horror films um, this week. Uh, I kind of just kind of, you know, just 
caught up on other stuff. So I'm going to watch Andor. I'm excited for the She-Hulk finale uh, tomorrow. So you guys are hearing this. This is pre what I thought of the episode. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of just keeping everything in line, watching um, usual stuff. Um, But yeah, I want to watch more horror films. You know, it's the tis the season. And so, uh, yeah, I want to just want to do that. But yeah, not really a, a lot to really inform you guys of anything new is just kind of like same old same old but um yeah i saw halloween ends uh this week and uh next week i got a couple movies booked uh, which will be next week's episode but i will uh go over that towards the end and so i saw halloween ends tonight so i wanted to take this opportunity before i kind of dive into the actual review of halloween ends kind of just go go over like the franchise in general because there's like 1800 of these things so and i've actually seen excuse me the majority of them except for uh season of the witch which i hear from a lot of people it's either the worst one or the best one so i gotta jump on that but i remember back when i was teenager 12 you know around that age my mom had a fascination with Freddy, Jason, and Michael. I don't know why she liked watching those movies, uh, but it makes total sense because she was, what, 18 at the time when the first one came out. So that's like prime age to like watch that film when it first debuted to the public. So maybe that's where, uh, she, you know, she, you know, uh, got the idea to watch it and like, Nightmare on Elm Street was also around when she was a a, a teenager and uh, Friday the 13th, it came out when she was like 20. So like perfect age, jealous, actually jealous that she actually got to experience those like when they first came out. But I remember her talking about Michael Myers and Halloween. And so she let, uh, let us watch like the TV version because a lot of us was edited. So, no nudity, no violence. That was too extreme. No cursing. Like, you know, it was pretty clean for the most part. But I was really fascinated with the kind of minimal, like, filmi- filmmaking techniques to really just encapsulate this this creepy stalker vibe in this small town and using interesting camera movements and natural lighting. And I don't know, it just it really felt just grounded and real. And the stakes were high, like... The tension was it was was fierce and uh you know your heart was just racing. Like I I I don't know, it was just a really great horror movie experience, and I've always been a huge fan of the first one. I am actually in the camp of liking Halloween too. Um, you know, I, I like the just the direct continuation from where the first one ended and Halloween 2 kicks off and it goes into the hospital. I actually like that movie. Um Never saw the third one, like I said. I've seen I've seen the majority of four, five, and six. I don't think I've seen all of them, but I've seen like the majority of it to where like I get it. Um, I forget the the order, but it's like return, revenge, re- return, revenge. Like what? I see this 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 is why four through um, six are a little confusing because I always forget the subtitles. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do this in real time because I am a professional and I was not prepared. Um, okay, so I'm going to have to like dive in deeper. Okay, Halloween. 
Hold on. Okay, so Halloween 4 is the return of Michael Myers. Halloween 5 is the revenge of Michael Myers. And I was thinking of another R. It's actually a C. The sixth one is the curse of Michael Myers. Okay, so with that little trilogy right there, um, by the way, Paul Rudd is in number six. Uh, I think that was, was that his debut? I believe it was, but I don't remember those three. I've seen the majority of those films, but they're very forgettable, right? Then Halloween H2O comes out. I was, hmm, see, it came out in 98. I was eight years old at the time, so definitely shouldn't have been watching it, but I think I watched it when I was like a teenager because I went to like one of my friend's house and like he had it playing or whatever, but, um, you know, the connection between like Michael and like Lori at that time was interesting in like the first, uh, no, 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 it was interesting throughout the, throughout the entire film. I'm getting that and resurrection, uh, mixed up, but Halloween H2O is fun. You know, I don't really know any more beyond that, but yeah, it was, it was great to see Jamie Lee Curtis like come back after so long, uh, from, uh, Halloween two. And so that was, that was a lot of fun. And then Halloween resurrection is trashy. It's campy. The first 10 minutes, I'm gonna go ahead and just spoil it right now. Cause it is a 20 year old movie. Lori Strode dies. She's just gone for first, like five, 10 minutes of the movie. And then we, uh, get down to a bunch of people trapped in a house. Cause they're filming a internet show <laughs> And Michael Myers is there to kill people. It's not good. But you know what? Buster Rhymes is in it and he has some of the best lines. So I'll just leave it. Let's <laughs> just leave it at that. Um, and then, to everyone's surprise, because it actually surprised me, five years later, decided to reboot it again. Rob Zombie's Halloween. I am one of these people that. Kind of like that one. It's it's rel relentless. It's brutal. It is unforgiving. But that's what people want in these types of movies. And I feel like Rob Zombie delivered that. Um, I thought it was an interesting, uh, you know, kind of take on the story. Like, you know, it's got Rob Zombie's kind of... Um, stylistic flair to it which is like really shaky cam and just like extreme gore and blood um the one downfall to this film i would say is the cinematography dear god every single time when michael was trying to kill someone like it, it was just shake city behind that camera and i was like good lord like can i see what i'm looking at so uh that it gave me a headache every single time i watched it but i kind of like that one I know people like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I, you know, I don't remember much from the theater when I saw it. And to be quite honest, I just don't remember anything on a rewatch either. I'd have to rewatch it again to see what people were kind of talking about. But I do not remember a lot of Halloween 2, uh, Rob Zombie's take. And then, fast forward. 2018. Here we go again. Let's reboot it. Hopefully for the last time. Uh, cause before I get into this trilogy, I'm just going to say right now, before I even get into my thoughts of Halloween ends, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with this whole thing. We've, we've had so many movies on this. We're done. 
It was a thing. We stretched it out. We beat it to a pulp. We're done. No more of these movies, please. And this is coming from someone who likes slasher films, but I just I can't do the Michael Myers ones anymore. Um, it's just played out. Um, anyways, so 2018 rolls around. Like, was a uh, nine years after Halloween two, Rob Zombie's Halloween two. I like it. I like David Gordon Green's kind of approach to it. Kind of more old school, you know, more stripped back. You know, it kind of remind me of just a nice. Uh, elevated version of the first one just because we have, you know, digital cameras now. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like uh, the Halloween movie from 2018. You know, it, it's good enough. And I like the, the take on the, the the main theme. Halloween Kills, I did not like. But I'm going to go ahead and just kind of spoil this for Halloween Ends just right now. Halloween Kills has the best main theme. It just does. Um... That's the only thing I like about that movie. But other than that, I did not care for Halloween Kills. So that's been kind of my roller coaster of emotions with this whole franchise. It's just kind of going up and down and up and kind of mid and kind of mid and kind of mid, down, up, down, up. It, like, it's kind of crazy like how it's just all over the place, right? So finally, we are down to, I guess, what is this, the, the 13th one? Halloween Ends. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to review this as fair as possible. But just know going into it, I am exhausted of this franchise. I'm tired. I'm just tired of it. So, but yeah, I, I think there are some of them that I wouldn't mind rewatching in the future. There are some of them I never want to watch again. So at least it's got that going for it. You know, it's it's batting an okay average. You know, there's like, I think half of the movies I would watch again and half of them I wouldn't. So there you go. But um, yeah, so when we come back from the break uh, from our sponsor, Movie Palette, uh, we'll be going over Halloween Ends. Finally, Laurie Schrode and Michael Myers battle it out one last time. How will it fare out? So you'll just have to tune in and find out after this break. Let's go ahead and roll that ad clip right now. Hi, it's me interrupting me, and I just wanted to take a break to thank the sponsor of this review, Movie Palette. Movie Palette takes the concept of the movie poster to the next level. Movie palette consists of stripes of colors carefully chosen by their team of artists. Every stripe represents a color of a particular scene in a movie and is put in chronological order on the canvas. There are so many movies to pick from, and it doesn't even stop there. They also have whole seasons of TV shows. I recently moved and I needed some things to put on my wall, and I was getting tired of putting up traditional movie posters and wanting something different, and movie palette stepped up to the plate. The movie palette that I chose was one of my favorite movies of all time, Logan. This gorgeous palette is a constant reminder of how beautiful this film is and how each scene evokes a different emotion all through its language of color, not to mention a great conversation starter. This is a unique piece to any film and TV lover's home and I want to help you get one. Use the discount code CHASE15 for 15% off of any product on their website. Film is art, so why not display your favorite as such? That's 15% off of your order when you use the code CHASE15. And thank you to our sponsor, Movie Palette, for sponsoring this episode of the Real Me and Colton Movie Podcast. Now, let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about Halloween Ends. So what is this movie about? According to IMDb, this is the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode that comes to a spine-chilling climax in this final installment of this trilogy. So 
I'm not going to tell you anything about the plot, because that's what it says on IMDb. This is what I do for you guys, so that's what you're getting. Um, and honestly, it's kind of hard to explain plot-wise anyways, so I think this works out. So going into this film, we've got a lot of thoughts. Um, I'm going to just start all the way back uh, with the original real quick, and I'll just kind of go down the line. I love the original. I actually like Halloween 2 quite a bit. Uh, the rest of the films, kind of a blur. Uh, Halloween H2O, thought was pretty cool in the first like 15 minutes. Uh, Halloween Resurrection, fun, campy. The Rob Zombie film, I kind of like. I have a soft spot for it. Uh, Halloween 2, I don't even remember it. Um, and then now we get to the Halloween iteration that we have of 2018. I like the 2018 version. I did not like Halloween Kills. Um, but I love John Carpenter's take on the, the main theme. So now here we are with this one. Supposed to be the final one. Ends. It was really funny, by the way, because that's what the movie's been marketing as. I think I saw the trailer for it. I didn't want to know anymore. I want to be like, okay, I'm going into this thing. Sur surprise me, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Two of the funniest people to ever be attached to this franchise, but that's neither here nor there. So I saw the film. Yeah, I'm kind of whatever with it. I also don't really care for it, but I will say that I like it better than Halloween Kills, and it's right under Halloween. This is how I would actually rate them right now. I would go Halloween, Halloween Ends, and Halloween Kills, but in terms of main theme, I would go Halloween Kills, Halloween, Halloween Ends. So there you go, <laughs> but we'll get into that in just a second. But okay, so for Halloween ends, this was an experience for sure. Director David Gordon Green, of course, he's also a co-writer on it. He wrote the first draft to all three of these movies with Danny McBride. The one thing that Halloween ends, uh, that it does correctly is at least be different. You know, we're like 12, 13 movies into this franchise. It's usually the same stuff, right? Now, they've kind of floated the idea around of, you know, there's like this supernatural thing. It's Michael Myers. He's walking around. He's like the embodiment of evil. Like, you know, he can uh, pass it on to other people. It sounds stupid, right? They do that for this. They do. And here's the thing. While it is absolutely just idiotic the whole way through, none of it really makes any sense. It's it's supernatural horror at this at this point now. I gotta admit, at least it's different. And at least it was interesting for its almost two-hour runtime to where I never really felt bored by it. I was actually curious to see how crazier it would actually get. But with like Halloween Kills, you know, it was just kind of a more of the same from the first one. And there were some interesting ideas with like mob mentality and like who the actual monsters are. I know it's not really like that fleshed out and that like poignant, but you get my drift. With this one, you know, the whole supernatural bent to it is at least unique in how it sticks out from the trilogy. Doesn't mean it's good, but it's at least unique. Also, David Gordon Green also likes to spice in uh, his movies with uh, some comedy every now and then. This has got some weird comedy. 
all three of them do actually. And you kind of uncomfortably laugh at some of the jokes and situations because there are some moments in this where I was kind of just baffled at, as to what I just saw. Um, but the whole audio, the whole theater I was in was laughing and kind of having a, a good time with it's kind of like offbeat humor. So I'm like, hey, I'm kind of enjoying it too. Uh, in terms of its actual like, uh, you know, kill count and the bodies and the gore and stuff. If you are into the the slasher films and that's what you go for, you know, this has got some interesting kills. Um, definitely some disturbing ones. Uh, there was one where I was, I was like, man, if that was actually in focus, this might have <laughs> made this film get an NC-17. Um, but there was one kill where I was like, good God, <laughs> this is... That is graphic, but um, yeah, you know, if you're looking for like a slasher film, the kills are there, the jump scares are there, uh, you know, the stalking of Michael Myers and like the anticipation and terror that is there. It's not in there that much, but if that's what you're looking for, then you might enjoy this. But I think the one thing that I will say about the story and it kind of going more down a supernatural route, I think it's going to turn a lot of people off. I think a lot of people are going to hate this movie uh, just like they did with kills, but I think they're going to hate this one even worse. But honestly, like I said, you know, you can't just show me the, the same thing three times in a row. Right. So spice it up a bit. And I like the fact that they kind of did this kind of stupid supernatural stuff to it, because you know what, with this type of um, idiocy that some of these characters have and some of the the blinders that they have on and they have no idea what's going on they kind of deserve it they kind of deserve something stupid like this to happen so um yeah i uh you know i don't think the story fully worked for me but you're gonna get something different if you watch this film and you're a fan of the franchise now what i will say that this film does a little bit better than halloween kills did was the I guess kind of themes kind of permeating throughout the film. You know, like I said earlier, like with Halloween kills, you have the mob and mob mentality and like, who are the actual monsters? And like you, you push people uh, into paranoia. They can, you know, do evil things. And you know, it's, oh, I got all that evil dies tonight. Remember that chant that was happening for 33 minutes straight in that movie. Okay. With this one, there's a lot of great things kind of, spoken about through secondhand characters where they just kind of like interact with Lori and they like say something kind of profound and something that you know kind of chills me to my my core when they when they talk about like you know when when a tragedy happens and people get angry on like the victim's behalf it takes away from the victims that are actually angry because these people are making it about themselves and so there was stuff like that, that I was like, okay, that is like what the core of this movie is about. Also with like, you know, like there's evil uh, always around us. Like it, and it's a matter of like, if we, you know, uh, face our fears, like all that stuff, evil comes in many forms and shapes. Like I get all that too, but there was stuff like the... The, like the grief thing and the anger thing, taking it away from victims and making it into uh, about themselves, like with other people. That was fascinating. I like that. It was good stuff. Um, and so, and like I said, some of the things that Lori said about, you know, running away from fear your whole life and 
standing up and, you know, uh, conquering your fears, like stuff like that was, was nice. Cause I'm like, at least it makes some of the cheesy dialogue and some of the weird jokes, like actually like, you know, work, make this experience worthwhile. And so, uh, I really found some of the stuff like that to be quite good. Now, are they going to ever go into like real depth with that stuff? No, they're not. It's still a Michael Myers movie. I get that. But that was the stuff that kind of stuck out to me, uh, story-wise and character-wise. But David Gordon Green, I got to give him props. I got to give him and Danny McBride props. They were able to pitch an entire trilogy with Michael Myers and literally have like the last two just kind of go off the rails. And they got away with it. So congrats, guys. But um, yeah, it, it's like I said, to wrap up kind of like uh, David's like directing style, it's oddly funny. It's extremely gory. It's extremely brutal. It's got some interesting story elements to it. The final conclusion between uh, Laurie and Michael was kind of satisfying. Um, you know, uh, everyone in my audience was going crazy for it. Um. But yeah, uh, if you're it, it, wanting to watch something this horror, horror season and you want to watch a, a slasher film, this is not a bad choice. It's just whatever. I'm kind of done with this series. Um, but yeah, it has like the same flavor as the first two. So if you don't like the first two, I don't think you're going to like this one. And if you really like the first two, I don't even think you're going to like this one either. So, okay. Uh, performances. I think Jamie Lee Curtis owns this role. I could watch her do this for three hours, four hours, because she has embodied this character so many times. She knows what she's doing. She's a badass. And uh, I, I just, I appreciate it. I like it. I like the fact that she comes back to it. She doesn't really care about continuity or like which films are actually like, um, uh, you know, uh, tied with the first one. She doesn't care about any of that. She's like John Carpenter, where that man just gets paid. And he's like, I don't care if you guys make 20 of these movies. I get paid. And then I get to go, smoke and play video games in my my house what a life seriously a little tangent but whatever um everyone else that has been a part of this like trilogy kind of comes back and they kind of wrap up all their storylines and stuff everyone's fine uh but i think the new person um rohan campbell who plays this uh, character named Corey cunningham i won't say much but i will say that he did a pretty good job for what he was given his actual storyline and like his interaction with like Michael Myers and Laurie Strode and stuff like some of it's stupid and some of it, you're just like, there's no way that like people are not seeing the red flags from this gentleman, but he's pretty good. Like at, at the beginning of the film, he is a completely different person than he was at the end of the film. And I believed the switch. I believed what he was like inhabiting in his body and like what is taking over. And uh, I thought he was probably the most interesting performance out of all these people. Um, and then also, I don't think this is going to really ruin anything, but you know how like uh, in horror films or action films or comedy films, it's always the bully that's like bullying the main character. And it's like, wow, these are like complete D bags. The one of the funniest things about this is that the bullies in this, are band nerds i love it because i was in band and i'm like danny mcbride probably pulled out the best joke that out of all three of these movies is that a group of band nerds are the ones that 
are uh, capable of like bullying and like <laughs> like torturing people. But um, yeah, I thought that was really funny. But yeah, I thought I, I thought everyone else, you know, they do their they do their part. But the more fascinating character uh, was Corey Cunningham, played by Ryan Campbell. All right, and the last thing, uh, well, a couple things. I remember in Halloween Kills, it actually had some pretty interesting cinematography, especially in the flashback scenes. Kind of thrown out the window here. There's really nothing creative about the cinematography here, even though like the first one has like that iconic shot of like Michael in the basement as it's burning. Very, very powerful shot. Halloween Kills, I loved the lighting, kind of the um, the vintage cinematography of like the flashbacks in the sequel. Nothing special here. It's just kind of it's just it's just kind of there. Um, yeah, I, I thought the lighting was kind of blah. I thought the cinematography was kind of blah. There was I thought there were some interesting things they were trying to do in the beginning of it, but like didn't really do much for me. Um, but uh, yeah, and the last thing I want to talk about the theme. So John Carpenter has done the music for all three of these movies. The main theme Redux in the first one was really cool. Taking the old 1978 theme and kind of like putting a, a kind of a, a techno underbed to it with like some heavy bass. Like that was, that was kind of cool. Nice little upgrade. Halloween kills has the best one by far with like the angels singing and it's super disturbing when you listen to it over and over again. But I, I, I love that one. That was, that's probably my favorite one. There's nothing done to this theme here. Now I could be wrong. I could, I'll probably listen to it over, uh, a little bit more, but just hearing it in a theater, like I remember when I I saw the first Halloween and Halloween Kills, where like I sat there just kind of listening to the theme, and I was like, "This is really powerful and um, gripping type of stuff from Carpenter." I get why this one is kind of more of just like the stripped down to the original, because like this is the end, like it's the book end, and we're tying everything together. But he could have done something different. I was looking forward to the theme and like how he was going to amp it up for this one. There was a little bit of tweaking to it, but for the most part, it's a little, it's more stripped down to the original. But I think that's kind of the whole point with the book and thing. But I digress. Um, okay, that's a lot to talk about for a slasher film. Listen, do I recommend this film? I'm a fan of some of the films in this franchise, but honestly, I don't. I'll put it on almost the same level as Halloween Kills. I think it's like a step up. From it because at least it embraces its silliness with its story but i would put it below the 2018 version this whole trilogy trilogy was just um it was something i'll give them that but uh yeah so this is like i said it's very kind of hard to dance around some of the spoilers too but and that is my review on halloween ends uh please let me know down below what you thought of the film whether you liked it loved it hated it, all that stuff i want to know your discussion because i feel like a lot of people are going to hate this movie but i want to know that one person out there that one person that loves it i want to know your perspective on it anyways that will do it for episode 375 of the real me and colton movie podcast thank you for joining me next week for episode 376 we have uh, quite a mix. Uh, we have uh, Ticket to Paradise, the Julia Roberts and George Clooney film, and My Policeman, another Harry Styles film. So, uh, yeah, and that one comes to us from Amazon Prime. So, yeah, going to be an interesting week. Two co completely different films, and I'm hoping I like one of them. I don't know. Um, 
So, yeah, so that will be next week. And then the following week after that, to close out October, I'm going to be seeing Black Adam on October 22nd, I believe, uh, the day after it opens. So the following week will be a full spoiler discussion on Black Adam uh, for the final week of October. So that is your month right there. And, of course, I might have many reviews sprinkled throughout this thing. Um, so just keep a lookout for those. But, yes, that will do it for this week's episode of the Real Me and Cold Movie Podcast. Thank you for joining me. You guys are amazing, every single one of you. Fantastic. Look at all of you. You're all wonderful. But uh, yeah, that will do it for this week's episode. 375 is in the bag. I will see you guys next week for another episode of this podcast. I am Chase, and goodbye.